0: Hello, hello, wellness warriors. Welcome back to the show. This is What Makes Me Well, and I'm your host, Asada Jones. Each episode, I sit down with a guest to discover what they do to maintain their well-being and how they've discovered that that's what they needed to be well. Before I get too deep into the intro, listeners, wellness warriors, follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on leave it a review on iTunes, or let people know you're a fan and share us on your Instagram story from the Spotify app. Every share gets the show to more ears, so share and support the show. Okay, I know I say this almost every episode, but listeners, I really do mean it every single time. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. This week, I am sharing with you the conversation I had with my newest friend, the delightful Christy Katzman. Christy is the host of the Life Unscripted podcast and the former star of Fox's reality dating show, Labor of Love. Christy is such a wonderful person with such an inspiring story, and I can say firsthand that her story changes lives because it changed mine. And I talk about it more during the interview, um, but it was Christy and her approach to motherhood that inspired me to freeze my eggs. And if you want to hear more about that particular part of my life, you can listen to Christy and I talk all about it on her podcast, The Life Unscripted Podcast. I'll link the episode in the show notes. On this episode, Christy and I talk about how her financial health and her money mindset influenced her choice to pursue motherhood as a single mother. And of course, we talk about Christy's current recipe for wellness. Before I press play on the interview, I want to shout out my Be Well Patreons on Patreon. So Kristen, Nadia, and Sophia, ladies, thank you, thank you, thank you for being top tier Patreons. I appreciate you so much and your support of the show. And listeners, if you're not on Patreon yet, you are missing out. When you join the rest of the tribe on Patreon, you get access to my yoga classes, you get access to guided meditations, weekly meditation prompts, and the bonus podcast I host with my husband, At Home with the Joneses. So check it out, and join me over on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Asada Jones. You get more tools to add to your wellness toolbox, and I get support to keep this podcast going, and I get to create more wellness content for you. It's kind of a win-win. <laughs> One more time, it's patreon.com forward slash Asada Jones. All right, Warriors, without further ado, please enjoy this interview with the Life Unscripted podcast host, Christy Katzman. Hi, Christy. Thanks for being here. Hi, Asada. It's so good to hear from you or to hear you. I, w- I automatically want to say see you, but we can't <laughs> no. see each
1: other. <laughs> well, I feel like because we recorded together not too long ago on my podcast, I do feel like I've seen you. I know. Um, so I get it. <laughs> How how are you doing? How's it going up in Chicago? It's good. I'm, I'm getting snowed in again this weekend, so it's a very say. good night to do a podcast. Wow. <laughs> well, um, I – okay, so before we get into the highlights of the week
0: and what we did to support our well-being, I want you to talk a little bit about yourself, and I want you to talk about your amazing podcast and its mission.
1: Yes. I'm like, ooh, to talk about oneself, right? It's like, <laughs> where does one begin? <laughs> but the podcast is a good one, yeah. even you know in relation to being on Labor of Love, because I think the reason behind me doing both those things is very much the same. And I would say definitely what I'm all about, and that is really about empowering women. So people that didn't watch Labor of Love, that's kind of how Asada and I connected, but it followed my story Basically, to pursue motherhood. And I'm 43, so this is a little bit later in life. And it was a question of would I meet someone on the show? And potentially that could be someone I'd start a family with. And if I didn't, would I do that on my own? So that's what I'm doing. I'm pursuing motherhood on my own. And I'm in that process right now. Recently in December, I actually decided to launch my own podcast to. Yes, share my journey to continue to share my journey a little bit, but more importantly to share other women's journeys. And right now it is focused a lot on pursuing motherhood as a single mother by choice, but it has a bigger picture of just wanting to normalize uncomfortable topics. Really just try to change the status quo for women and provide more opportunities for us as women in this this era but really for future generations as well. That's my really, you know, big goal that I want to wrap my arms around and do everything I can to help promote. So I really try to share a lot of different stories and there's a lot of similarities in the sense of all these women are so amazing and it's really about overcoming adversity and really stopping at nothing to make your dreams happen and actualize, you know, the life that you want. So it all falls into that umbrella And uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work. It's been a learning experience. But the best thing by far is getting to connect with all these women. And I just really try to do my very best to share their stories in the best light that I can.
0: And you do an amazing job. Listeners, just like Christy said, we connected through um, her show, Labor of Love, and Um, her podcast. I was a fan of the show while it was airing. And then when Christy announced that she was starting a podcast, I was like, this is awesome. I want to hear more. And just like you're saying, what I love is that you're talking about not only just uncomfortable conversations, but you're also providing a platform for women to talk about their choice. Yes. Their choice to become single mothers or their choice to become mothers. And like myself, you gave me an opportunity to talk about my choice of figuring it out. Um, my choice of deciding that I'm gonna freeze my eggs so that I can make a healthy choice of becoming a mother or not. So you're doing an awesome job. I, like you inspired the pants off of me. Aww. Like true so sweet. <laughs> you no, you really inspired me so much because like I said, like I have shared before, the way you went into uh, your choice and your decision with such an open heart. It made me realize like how ass backwards I was moving. So thank you for
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think your story actually has been really resonating with a lot of women. I've gotten a lot of people reaching out to me, you know, specifically on your story and – I was so happy when you reached out because when you kind of shared that with me, it made total sense, but it was a perspective that I had not thought of. So I thank you for reaching out. It's also funny. I didn't get to talk to you about this since, but since you did my episode and we were talking about the eight pillars of wellness, which I know this is what your podcast is all about and we're going to get into. It's funny, and, and this goes to what I'm trying to do as well. You had said something in basically encouraging women to go on and take that quiz so they could really understand what their pillars looked like and what was important to them. And that really hit home to me in this way of helping women create the life they love. Because you got to know what it is you want if you're going to create it, if you're going to manifest that. And that's so what I'm trying to do too, you know, by – in a different way, just by sharing different stories and perspectives and encouraging women to really stop and think and live life on their own terms versus what they think they should do because Lord knows I've done that. I'm just getting to the point now where I realize that's not the way, but I am 43. Mm-hmm. So I'd like other women out there to get there a little bit sooner. But I think it was a different way of reflecting on the pillars of health because I guess the last part about who I am and another way Asada and I connected is my life, both personally and professionally, also revo- revolves around wellness. I started out my career as an acupuncturist and herbalist, and you know, over a decade ago now, I transitioned into sales in the natural products industry. I work for a wonderful supplement company called Aura Organic. Um, so I very much deal in this world, <laughs> both professionally and it's how I live personally. Yeah. So, but when you were talking about those pillars of wellness, and I really reflected on it as this way of, hey, this is such a cool way for women to start taking control of their own life and figure out what it is they want. I was like, it was a really big aha moment for me that I think I almost got like after we got off the recording together, (laughs) but it's really like stayed with me too. So I, you know, I think that's something that my listeners are picking up as they listen to your episode, even outside of the conversation we were having about becoming a mother, not becoming a mother, freezing your eggs, you know, all of that stuff. There's even a bigger topic there that I think is pretty cool. Oh, I'm I'm just so glad
0: that people resonated with that and that they're picking up on that. Let's get into uh, what we did this week to support our well being. What did you do this yes. week to support your well being?
1: It could be anything. Yeah, it's funny. So I don't know if this is just serendipity or you know this is how the universe works, which is probably the truth. But I feel like I did a lot of things this week actually, and it really even wasn't with the intention that I was going to be on your show. I was like, as I was looking at the questions, I sort of realized that I thought that was really funny. I'm like, oh, the universe makes sense again. Um but I'll name a couple <laughs> things that I feel like were really big for me. Yeah. So, obviously, we're all kind of adapting to doing a lot of self-care at home, right? Because the world's still not mm-hmm. back open. So, one of the things I have missed the most during this whole last year is is going to my yoga studio. So, I know you relate to that. <laughs> oh, yes. But I haven't practiced uh, like a group of people in
0: such a long time. It makes me so like it, nostalgic yes. for like collective breath, which is the oh, worst I thing know. right I now. Know. It <laughs> is.
1: But honestly, I agree with you. That's the thing I miss the most. I was – someone was asking me this today mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, I really miss my yoga studio. It's it's legit the thing I miss the most. So I do love doing yoga on a YouTube channel called Boho Beautiful. I don't know if you've done any of her classes mm-hmm. or if anyone listening has. She what, one thing I like about what she does and you would love this too Asada is she does her she she does great yoga series for sure but she really films them kind of around the world in beautiful places it could be like wild animal sanctuaries or different beaches oh, wow. so I love to travel and we haven't been able to travel right so you kind of get to feel like you're traveling a little bit it's too It's a two it's a two for one, one. it yeah. is but anyway, for the new year, she released a free like 14 day yoga and meditation journey of which I had not started. So I started that this week. I'm on day three.
0: I love that.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm going to link Boho Beautiful. I'm going to put it in the show notes for listeners to to get in on that too. It's it's a good jump start. So, you know, you can commit to the two weeks. It's about a 20-minute yoga practice, 10-minute guided meditation, Um, and there's a little bit of a theme to each day. And so that was great. I started on that. The other big thing I did, and I cannot even believe I'm doing this, but Lord knows I need to if I'm going to have a baby, I (laughs) gave up caffeine this week. The whoa. headaches are real, Asada.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I know. Whoa. As okay, so I um I'm Puerto Rican. I've been drinking coffee. Like that's that's not a um, it's not you know te- technically hand in hand for everybody, but most Latin people drink coffee. But I have been drinking coffee since legit. I have been two years old because that was the only way I would drink milk is if it was with coffee. <laughs> So my abuela was like, ah, pues, café con leche. She's fine. She gets the leche. <laughs> it's in. It's in it. Café con leche. So, um, and I think I, I think I gave up coffee once um, when I was twenty, and I had to take a nap in my car in the middle of the workday. So I was like, no, this isn't going to work for me.
1: Um, so I am so afraid of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first I have tell you, I did not give up coffee. I gave up caffeine and I'll, I'll clarify that. But I, I will also tell you that I don't think I could do this if I wasn't working from home right now because I definitely don't feel oh. great. But I, I know I need to do it not only because I'm trying to get pregnant, but truthfully, I feel like I've been drinking too much, you know, coffee with caffeine. Yeah. And I'm really, really <laughs> trying to kind of get back to wellness, right? As we're talking about, I think I haven't been the quarantine superstar and I was like, okay, listen, I've got to get to the energy deep and I've got to cut back on the caffeine. So what I will say is I'm a huge fan of this coffee. I love Allegro coffee anyway. They do a lot of organic, um, different organic varieties that you can get. And I love their French Uh, Dark roast. Well, they do. Oh my gosh, that's the one. Oh, so good. That's I drink that coffee. Yes, because I really like what I Granted, I'm in the withdrawal right now, so I've got the headaches. Right, but what (laughs) I really like when people ask you that like icebreaker or first date question, like what are your favorite simple pleasures? Like coffee rates right up there with me. With like hot shower, it's like coffee, hot shower, clean Uh, sheets. It's that's a tough one. So I'm with you on the love for the coffee, but I realize I just love the ritual of it. I love that dark roast, the smell of it. So. Allegro does a Swiss water process decaffeinated version of that French dark roast. So, if people don't know, like dark, I, I would tell you to drink regular coffee over decaf any day because typically coffee is decaffeinated using chemicals, so not good, right? However, there are companies that will do something called a Swiss water processing. So they use water to decaffeinate the coffee, and Allegro has a great one. FYI, for anyone trying to cut back on the caffeine. I think you're going to change my life again, oh, Christine. You're going to hate pain. me for like a week, Asada. But then I hope you love me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I couldn't. Honestly, like that's the biggest thing. And I, I do like tea and I love my yogi teas. But it's not the same for me as coffee. And I realize there is just that love of that ritual of it, of like I'm not going to – I feel embarrassed saying this, but sometimes I swear I only get out of bed in the morning because I know I get to have my coffee and I like good coffee. So I, w- I no. could never give that up. <laughs> but I found this this – Swiss water processed decaffeinated version of the Allegro coffee I love. And I have to say, like it gives me that emotional comfort I'm seeking in the morning. I just have to get through the detox because the headaches are a real thing. <laughs> Let me tell you, ladies, the headaches are a real thing when you're coming off of it. However, long term, <laughs> better for you, right? And you still it still tastes great. It still gives you that emotional comfort, kind of having that cup of coffee in the morning. So these were the two uh things this week I would call out as. Making me a happier, better person. Wow, yes. And those are big. Those are big things. Okay. What was your highlight of the week? Oh, okay. Well, so you and I were chit-chatting ch- about this a little bit before we started recording, but I'm gonna put you on that highlight list, Asada, because I know I sent it to you or tagged you in it, but you know, we recently yes. recorded our episode together. You did my show, and a woman that I hadn't connected with before actually went onto iTunes and and did a review basically calling out your episode of all of them that I've recorded and saying how much it helped her and really kind of shed light on her own like awareness that maybe she was dealing with some of that codependency you and I spoke of because I do believe it. People hear codependency and they they don't know what it really means. I get it. I was there. They think it means something else. And she really had this aha moment in started wanting to reexamine the way she was looking at her her life. It honestly made me cry. It it made me cry. Me too. Oh my oh, gosh. Me too. It was such like oh it just like means so much to me that yeah and she was Ugh. like she said
0: that she was she wanted to be a foster yes. mom. Like she decided that she's going to foster t- and I was like, "Whoa, that is that is just talk about the ripple's effect yes. of your platform, like you did, like you did that, like that was awesome, and like you gave me an opportunity to speak my truth, and then, th- you know, she heard it, and then she examined her life, and I was like, wow, well, this is kind of awesome. It's
1: really yeah, awesome. It's really awesome, yeah, and absolutely. I think it's like when we we all are willing to share. I think sometimes it's hard to share because I'll do this even myself. I think does it matter? Does anyone care? Or what do I have to say? And then you do, and someone shares back, and that process can keep going, right? And that's yep. that's literally awesome. I think it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. So that honestly like made me cry in a week in a good way where I really needed it yes. because it's also been Mercury retrograde. So life has been crazy oh, yes. the last couple of weeks. It has been trying, yeah. And I needed, that came
0: like in the time that I needed because yeah, Mercury is not playing with your girl. And the full moon last week was just oh not it was not forgiving yeah it definitely wasn't like, forgiving <laughs>
1: go with the flow or not but energy is a real thing so it's it's happening and I, I know I've heard from a lot of people even that maybe aren't typically as bought into the whole concept of energy <laughs> that their life has been pretty wonky the last couple of weeks so I think this one is not playing around
0: yeah yeah you can call it an energy you can call it coincidence or something in the water whatever <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs>
1: yeah
0: everyone's feeling it all right um Okay. Well, listeners, I want to know what you did this week to be well and what your highlight of the week was. So email me and let me know, or you can tag the show in a post on Instagram and hashtag it, what makes me well. All right, Christy. So I wanted to have you on the show so that we can talk about a few things. First, I wanted to know how your financial health empowered your decision to become a single mother and also I wanted to know how making that decision becoming a single mother by choice how that is impacting the other pillars of your well-being Um, and then the last thing is I want to know what your recipe for wellness is
1: at this time all such good big questions Asada okay (laughs) so bear with me because it's going to sound like I'm not answering your question at first but I promise you I am Okay. So, oh,
0: totally. No, it take me on this journey because it's not. It's definitely it's not an easy question, right? There's no. so many layers to but this. That's why I was one. like, this is the. And yeah, and this is why I was like, okay, this you were the o- only person I think that one is open enough to answer this, <laughs> and also,
1: you know, that's because, true. You know,
0: <laughs> I know. You know, um, but then also, um, I think that you're in a place in your life where you can you can answer this question. Like, I, I think you ha- have thought about this. Yes.
1: Obviously, you've thought about this because yes. you want to become a single mother. Yes. And I still get scared. Honestly, I want people to understand I still get scared. I still have a lot of fears, including around finances with being a single mom. Um, so I'm glad we're talking about this because as you well know, I think – the financial pillar, which is, is one of Asada's eight pillars of wellness, is an important one and one that probably people would choose last to talk about because we yeah, <laughs> talk from a very young age. Don't talk about finances. I think we all have money issues to some degree, whatever that might be, based yeah. on our own personal histories. So I am no exception. So I'm going to take you guys back to 2001. Yes, we're going back 20 okay. years, people. But bear okay, with me I, I really, as I was thinking about this question, I had to trace back what did that mean for me? So I'm going there because in 2001, I had a total health crash. Okay, so I was very young. I was 22, 23, barely out of school, just started graduate school. And I, and I, think I mentioned, but I used to be an acupuncturist. So I did a four-year graduate program studying Chinese medicine. I had graduated from Notre Dame with honors. So I was definitely always like a, a type A overachiever. You know, really, I can look back and my whole life, I was a preemie baby. I think I never really had great health, but I've always been such a driver. And I literally just couldn't get out of bed one day. I had had mono like earlier in that year. Wow. And I was like, oh, mono, whatever. I just kept working full time and started grad school. I was like, why would I slow down?" I remember. Every Everyone looking at me like, what are you doing? And I looked back at them like, what? Living my life. I was like, why wouldn't I just keep going? That's what I do. And I literally just woke up one day and couldn't get out of bed for like 48 hours. Long story wow. short, so this is 20 years ago, mind you. So um, I was given the diagnosis of chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. At that time, and no one really still knows what that is. But at that time, it wasn't even really heard of. But what I knew is I was completely dysfunctional. So mm-hmm. my life changed Overnight, you know, it it really did. My capabilities changed overnight. And to this day, I deal with a lot of health issues. Like, I don't remember what it feels like not to be exhausted. I don't remember what it feels like not to have joint pain or sore throat or a headache. It's just something that I have, yes, worked to improve, and it's made me invested in holistic health in a whole different way a really experiential way. But my life really changed overnight, okay? And so I mentioned that because I went from I was in my early 20s, the point where I was just supposed to be developing this successful career that I had worked my whole life since a kindergartner, you know, planning for, right. and I crashed. I suddenly was relying on my parents for help. I was just barely getting by with like rent and food. I had this really big scarcity mindset that was very real to me of how am I going to take care of myself? There was no answer to fixing my health. I spent tens of thousands, if if not more dollars, you know, obviously with my parents' help trying to find answers and trying to get better. Okay. So that's the first thing. So fast forward then to 2011. At this point, I'm a couple years into my sales career. It's really wild because I went from going paycheck to paycheck, barely getting by, to my sales career taking off in 2009, pretty much out of the gate, like a year in. So I started doing really well financially. And it was such a strange juxtaposition because I went from starving, basically, to suddenly being able to live Mm -hmm. a lifestyle I had dreamed about. Really mind-boggling, right? So- I remember I really would just save as much as I could, right? I was so afraid of either not being able to continue to work like that because I worked very aggressively given my health background and or it just going away. Again, I'm still a single person, right? So I had this fear of I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of myself. There's no one that can help me, okay? So that pushed me into a uh, period of my life where i was i'm not kidding you i think i was working 80 hours a week if not more like trying to make up for less time i was 100% commission so i was busting my butt to make as much money as i could to create a nest egg for myself that i felt like i didn't have that i should have and unfortunately you know what happens then is suddenly again i'm still dealing with limitations so my life became all about my career you know i was 30 when i transitioned into that sales world And it didn't give me a whole lot of time to commit to my personal life or meeting people. What was interesting, I mentioned that year 2011, because that was the year my oldest niece was born. I came so close that year, actually, to either starting to try to have a let's talk about full circle moment. This is 10 years ago now, right? Which is so crazy. I strongly considered having a child on my own then and or adopting. And I remember wow. my mom was like on board. She's like, "You should. You'd be such an amazing mom. You can do this. You've worked so hard to get to this point. Like now's your time." Unfortunately, the next year I met my ex-husband, so I took a fork in the road again. You know, yeah. yeah so it's really crazy. So I was like there then, um, and you know, at that point I kind of thought like, "This is what I worked for." I, you know bought the house in the suburb with the good school district, this four bedroom house. I, I was like, okay, I met the person and now we'll have a family, right? And I will tell you, I won't go too much in my marriage because that's a whole nother story. But for those listening who have followed me, they know that I was married briefly. I kind of thought, okay, finally, I met the guy that this relationship is really about, you know, having mm-hmm. a family, You know, he had sort of presented himself to me that he wanted nothing more than to be a great husband and father. And I was at that point where I had gotten the career that I wanted and now I was ready for the family. Um, yeah, all of your all ducks of my were in ducks. A row. You so have
0: done everything. You just right. walked
1: in, right? Well, things changed very quickly after we were married. And the long story short is, yeah, I thought I was marrying the nice guy. So you know, it, it's taken me some time to unravel that. You know, over the last few years. But there's a financial, besides the personal devastation of that, and again, hitting the hiccup in the baby train is he wiped me out financially. So all mm-hmm. the work I had done, everything that I had sacrificed to build up in the few years what I thought I should have had was gone, was taken by someone. So not only the time wow. we were together, was I the breadwinner and paid for everything, basically. Um, he made, I I never was, and this is where I, I think it's crazy because I said I would never do that. I wanted an equal partnership. But again, you're dealing with someone with a personality disorder that's very manipulative. I mean, this is part of abuse cycles. And it's so embarrassing for me to look Back on now but when you're in it it's not that clear yeah no and then there's there's also the the pressure the societal pressure of you you
0: want to be a good wife right you want to be a good wife you want to be and also uh, even more than that you want to be a a good girl and be amicable and and all this the crap that we're in indicted yes and it's like I'm and i really
1: had waited so long to find a partnership that i really wanted to have that like what's yours is mine what What's mine is yours, but you know that doesn't work with someone who is a pathological liar, basically. Right, and and it doesn't work if it's unequal. Yeah, and I was doing everything. It's like I still feel like I was taking care of the home. I was traveling every week for work. I was, I mean, it's awful. When I look back now, like it's still so hard for me to look at. And we got divorced the end of twenty fifteen. So it's been a number of years. But you know, my point there is here is another financial knock, right? And it was extra heartbreaking for me because I knew what I had sacrificed to have that money yeah. because I was trying to prepare for family. I was trying to be the one to create the life for myself that I wanted. And I sacrificed so much to be there. And he just took it like that. And there was nothing I could do yeah. about it.
0: How did you deal with like that feeling of coulda, shoulda, woulda after your divorce? Like um uh, and I could be reaching here but I would imagine that I would kind of be like damn I compromised yes my values like I said I wanted an equal partnership and it wasn't equal and I knew it wasn't equal and now look at me like so how did you prevent yourself from just walking I didn't prevent myself it's on
1: all- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay great i love that answer yeah i didn't and it's and that's why i when I do speak about this I always tell people like yes you're seeing me now but I still deal with some of this stuff you know I did a lot of active work on it I went to therapy I read so many books on relationships i you know I was pretty numbed out for a full year after my divorce my world had been rocked literally and how yeah. it really ended so people know is like I came back from a work training and my ex-husband had Taken everything from the house, taken everything from my bank account, disconnected all the utilities, left me a note and said, handle it. And I served him with divorce papers like within 48 hours. But I was devastated. My head was spinning. I just knew for my own protection I had to legally find separation from him as soon as possible. It was awful. So I didn't. I, I feel like I was a zombie for a year. I had to keep working, obviously. I had a big mortgage. I had no money left in my bank account, thanks to him. I would literally go out to do my sales job. I was out in the field every day. I swear to you, I would. people were still, congr- I work in a niche industry. I, I work in holistic health. And even though I'm in a big city in Chicago, it's a small industry. We work with the same accounts. People know each other. I was going into my accounts. They were still congratulating me on getting married because it was always this thing like, I can't believe Christy's not married. Oh, she finally got married. We're so happy for her. And I could not talk about it because I could not handle it myself. I would literally go into my car between accounts and just break down and cry, sob my eyes out, wipe my makeup off, fix my makeup, go back into the next account and do it again. I would get home at night and just like crawl in my bed, like in my pencil skirt, get up the next morning and put like makeup on top of makeup. I don't even know looking back how I did it. It's it's like literally crazy. I will say, and I don't want to go on another tangent, but this is like, you know, of, how – life works strangely and although some of our hardest lessons we wouldn't choose actually end up saving you. For me, you know, six months after my divorce, I was in the terrorist attack in East France, which was obviously Mm. completely awful. But what I will say, the blessing in that for me is because truly at that point still, I thought I will never recover from this. I'm going to finish out my life as a shell of a human being because I can't handle this. Even though I was doing the work, I was like, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to make it. I'm just going to get through life. When I was in the terrorist attack and, like, truly thought I was going to die and seeing what I saw, it was this wake-up call for me. It was this wake-up wow. call that that sucked what you just went through, but it's a bad chapter in your book. You can close that chapter and you don't have to read it again. Now, it will never go away, right? Wow. But someone said this to me once. I think it's very true. For a long time, my ex-husband, my divorce, the devastation of just basically the shattering of the control I thought I had in life or what I thought life was, right? Like if you do the right things, if you're a good person, if you work hard, it's going to work out. Like that was a immediate shattering for me, but that went from being like my windshield to my rear view mirror, right? It's like, it's always going to be there a little bit. But it's far from in the forefront of my mind. But as much as I would never choose, obviously, to be in a terrorist attack, I'm, like, strangely grateful for it because I don't feel like I would have recovered if I hadn't had such an intense reality check. Um, Of course, I had to recover from that, you know, too. Like, I was then dealing with compounding PTSD. You know, my point in all of this is it's easy to see, like, if we're going to use me as an example... Oh, she has a cool career. Oh, she did a show. Oh, that's so cool. She's trying to have a baby on her own. But there's another side to it as well. Like, I've been through some really dark times. And it's just like choosing to persevere. So, you know, I mentioned that because I had to build myself back up financially after that. So we're talking like 2016, 2017. I remember every single day since I got divorced, I would have been just about turning 38 when I got divorced. I was concerned about my fertility and having a baby you know, I was panicked about it going into that marriage, which I feel like I rushed into that marriage because I was worried about my biological clock. And I thought I had met the guy who cared about nothing more than marriage and family. So I thought, well, of course, that's what I'm going to do. So imagine, let's let's just just do it now. And so when it didn't work out, I was really extra devastated because I thought, well, now what am I going to do? You know, and this is what I always say to people, that's the point I really should have run and froze my eggs. But this is again, where the financial piece comes in. I myself now was very terrified because I still was dealing with these health conditions that is just kind of a part of my life. And I had no money in the bank.
0: You had to build yourself up twice. Like you had to set the foundation and then you had to rebuild it after your divorce. That is –
1: uh, wow, that is uh It's wow. soul crushing. Yeah. yeah, girl. It's soul crushing. The only the beauty of that, and I will say like what happened for me. And again, I do feel like so that's the end of twenty fifteen, we're now let's just, you know, what we're five years later, right, I still feel like, like I'm in the process of rebuilding myself in a lot of ways and really understanding who I am. The blessing of it was my perception of everything, including myself, was shattered almost instantaneously, You know, particularly after yes. the terrorist attack. And the beauty of it, however, is I realized how much – There's a lot of things I did that I'm not saying aren't me or I wouldn't have chosen to do, but I don't know how present I was in those things. And I think I was living a lot by what I should be doing, what I should be achieving to be enough. And having it all stripped away, I really had to stop and look at myself and figure out what I actually cared about, what I actually wanted. And I think that's the process I've been in since then of really understanding myself and what I want life to be because it's not linear. I think that's what that experience taught me. I had really been living like life was very linear and it was this upward climb and it crashed and I was back at ground zero at 38 years old. So <laughs> wow. it was a painful that's, lesson, but like, a good but one. That's terrifying, but that's, a beautiful, but that's beautiful. Like
0: you know how they say it's one thing to know something and then it's a totally different thing to actually experience. 100%. It. Um
1: 100%. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so yeah. then we're getting to the end of this financial pillar. So I'm sorry that this is long, but it's all tied together. And I really was thinking about. No, this is funded. No, like, I, w- I want people should know you this. to lay the foundation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so then, you know, universe, uh, you know, kind of gave, gave me a hand. You know, I kept going. Obviously, that next year was very, very tough. I ended up then selling my house because my ex-husband also tried to take the house that I paid for, but thankfully I paid for it with premarital assets. And that was very clear. So oh, uh, I wow. got to keep the house. And when I sold it, I I actually made a pretty nice profit. It was really interesting nice. by the time, like I had a really good sales job that year. I had a very good year with commissions. Between that and selling my house, I it's it's not even coincidental, I'm sure, pretty much made back exactly, if not a little more, of the what my ex-husband took. So in a year, I was back to where I was before he walked into my life.
0: Oh my God, Christy, the <laughs> the okay, so yes, and also the universe. I feel like that was that's that's holy shit, it's that's wild a isn't right it there? Because you did it, you tried to do everything right. You got, you know, your house set up and all that stuff. And the universe is like, Yeah, no, that's not for you. Yeah, talk about and this is how I know burning it's burning the house down, you. right? You had lit yes, you the universe made you burn that house down so that way you could get back on track. Yeah.
1: And then, like, when I did, I I feel like, oh, I know, because literally, if I I actually went back and looked at the financials, it might almost be, like, dollar for dollar. Like, it is so insane. Kind of shortly thereafter was when Labor of Love crossed my plate. And I know I've said this before, but I was in casting for a year for Labor of Love. So that did kind of prolong things for me with starting to pursue motherhood because I was waiting to find out about the show. And then you know, it was a year until we actually started filming. And then that relationship kind of had to run its course, because there was no way I was going to have a child with someone that I wasn't sure about. <laughs> People don't seem to realize that. But of course, I would not do that. Um, but where I'm going with this is besides wanting it and believing in the message of that show, a piece of it was because of the show, I've been really blessed because my doctor, Dr. Brian Kaplan, who was seriously one of the best fertility doctors in the world, and then I worked with OVA to freeze my eggs, they have done a lot for me, like they really kind of got behind me. And they They've helped me out a lot. So there was this piece of choosing to do this would also help me in some ways, even from a financial perspective, do this and give me some security. And I'm mentioning all of that because this financial pillar has a story. Okay. I too have my financial fears. I too battle scarcity. I have had to also think outside the box on how am I going to make this happen as a single mother by choice. Yeah. I have been blessed with these opportunities. I also had to take the chance. I didn't know how that was going to work out. And I'm blessed that I had, you know, these incredible doctors come in and also want to help me. But I still have to battle that fear, you know, because of my own background. And it is always a fear in my mind, even I don't know what's going to happen when I have a baby. Is my health going to withstand that? I have a demanding career. It takes a lot for me to balance that even just with my health. So at the end of the day, I feel like I have set myself up the best that I can to be okay in this. And I just, I'm willing to take the chance. That's what it comes down to. Set yours, do the work, set yourself up the best that you can. Don't be defeated. All is never lost, but you got to look at your picture. You got to look at what's happening and figure out a plan for yourself so that you can get what you want. I think especially when you're talking about financials. Like, yeah, we need money. Like, like it or not, like there's going to be things that you want to do in your life that are going to have a financial cost. So if you really want something, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to work extra hard at? What are you willing to do extra to have it? you got to get clear on that. I love that. Holy crap, yeah. Yes. So do you think that
0: – um, You know, when you were rebuilding everything, do you think like getting to that point where, you know, you realize like, wow, I I got back to where I was. I'm kind of a badass. Do you think that like (laughs) empowered your decision even more? Like, oh, wait, no, I can do this. I don't need, you know, that the the traditional two-income household. Like, I got this for the both of us, you know? Yeah.
1: Yes, because I, I think what had to happen is I had to let go of the dream. Right, I had a quote unquote let go of the dream, and that had shattered for me, you know. But yes, to your point, I think not that I, I thought that I couldn't do it because obviously I did. I mean, I was in a marriage where I was doing everything financially, domestically. You know, I I didn't have help. I almost just was had another person I was taking care of. I maybe wasn't aware of it at the time, but <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's yeah, and like. It was also like your worst fear coming true, right? Like what I feared happened. I was wiped out financially at a time when that was very inconvenient for where I was at biologically. And I did it. I got it back. I moved forward. So I think what it really did for me was, yes, I proved to myself that I, in fact, could do it. The the worst happened and I'm okay. Okay. In fact, I'm better than okay because I'm better than I was before. And isn't that like the biggest
0: fear with like money? Like our money fears is like we're going to lose it all and then we'll never get anything back. Like it's that scarcity mindset. It's
1: like it happened. So I'm like, okay, it happened. And boy, and I picked myself back up and I figured it out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And would you look at that? But (laughs) earth is still spinning. Holy crap.
0: Okay. Yeah. So for sure. So then
1: I think, you know, and I I really do think the show was important Um. for me as well to really move forward and do this on my own because it was that I knew I would said going in, it was my last chance where I was going to try to partner with someone. So to me, that became the final nail that I needed to just go for it. I had already gotten my ducks in a row. There was that little bit of that dream hanging out there still that I really wanted to have a child with someone. And as soon as that so clearly did not work out, that was it. That was it. And you're like, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. All right. So how has um,
0: making that choice, like when you finally decided, all right, dream, Done. I'm acknowledging that it's done. I'm acknowledging that the universe has a different plan for me, and I want this plan. How has that impacted your other pillars of well being? I mean, besides the physical, giving up caffeine. Holy crap! Um, <laughs> like that, <laughs> Not that for alone. The faint of heart,
1: Asada. Let me tell you, <laughs> the Advil I'm taking. So it's like, okay, well, I'm taking the Advil. Which is not great for my liver, but we're gonna get through the headaches, and then you know it's okay. I'm drinking the green drinks. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. It's a good check- question. I will say, I think I was thinking about this. You know, I think because of I just shared a lot of my background. You know, the the physical and financial has preoccupied. You know, and I think occupational is in there because I kind of tie that with financial. That has been the predominance of my life. I mean, even as a young child, I was like, what am I going to do for my career so I can be successful and have the life I want? I mean, I don't feel like I was ever a kid. I was always just worried about achieving, achieving, achieving. Um, And... Now that I'm sort of there and also kind of had this reawakening of really figuring out who I am and what I really care about and how I want to spend the rest of my life, you know, how do I want to spend my time? I do feel yeah. like there's been this shift to the spiritual for me. I feel like I always say I'm spiritual, which which I am, but I feel like I haven't really devoted any real time to that. It's like this thing that I just, it's there. And I will say, yeah. <laughs> knowing that I'm trying to bring a child into this world and just where I'm at and after the things I've been through, I am shifting into that space where that is becoming a very important pillar for me and where I'm starting to place a lot of energy. How have you been investing in that pillar? So this is this is like new for me. I mean, I feel like I've done, I, I've like read a lot of books. Um, like The Alchemist, Four Agreements. Like those are books I've read and reread. Right. And I think every time you reread them, depending on what's happening in your life, this is like a part of any sort of classic book. And I would put spiritual books in that realm. It takes a different meaning, right? Because you're going to take from yeah. it where you're at and the lessons that you need. So I think it's revisiting some of those. Books, you know, I'm a big reader. I read a lot. I love books. Um, Some of it is yoga is very spiritual for me. It's it's like a movie meditation for me. I have been also just working more consistently on meditating every morning just like sitting there focusing on my breath just literally basic meditation but getting quiet to really try to tune into myself more and listen to that guidance that I do believe is a higher power yes um so it's just getting still right i think another piece of that is and i sort of touch on this but i was raised and just grew up an achiever achieve 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 and in, it, actually, this happened to me when I moved to Austin. So this was in 2019. I obviously had just come off the show. I had made this move across country, which I had been wanting to do for a few years. I'd gotten this new great job, and it was like same old, same old. It, I wasn't fulfilled, and I really hit this wall of there has to be something more. Wow, and yeah. that's when I started to have the the sort of dissolving of the achievement mentality. And not that I don't want to do things in life, but I realized achieving is never going to be enough. I don't think generally it's enough for anyone. But for me, I think it really isn't because turns out that's not really my values. That's how I thought I should value. I should value achievement. And I'm not saying I don't want to do great things with my life. I do. But it is never going to give me the payoff, the emotional and sort of spiritual payoff I'm looking for because that is not one of my values. So the last couple of years I've done a lot of work on values and really understanding what my values are and some of that recently the point i've gotten into which plays into the spiritual pillar is just getting still more i mean even outside of meditation and it's one of the things that's maybe been a blessing of this whole nightmare of the pandemic i'm typically on the road all the time in sales oh, like i've been working from home
0: yeah and you're still i will you're tell yeah we're, still. i'm
1: still, yes. But it's something I still struggle with, like being okay with just wanting to be still or wanting to be slower about doing things or not doing so much yeah. in in the day. And it's, it's honestly, it's still difficult for me, but it's where I have my focus on right now because I know it's where I need to be to grow my spiritual health. I, I need to get quieter. I need to be able to like tune into the higher guidance. I need to just be more you know, in, in touch with myself. And then I think the other piece of that I will say is I've always cared about something outside myself for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I always have, even if I've been a person who is not egocentric, like that's not my character, but I will say not only believing in something higher than yourself, but contributing to things outside of myself in a more tangible way has become more present. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So what, um, If you want to
0: expand on either your financial pillar or your spiritual pillar, what's your recipe for wellness um, in those areas? Like how are you nurturing those
1: pillars? So I feel like my recipe for wellness right now is taking into account everything that I just thought. Okay, so this is my recipe now where I'm at and I I give it four parts, okay? So I think for me right now that recipe is movement, meditation, nutrition, and something more, what I'm calling something more. Oh. So <laughs> that's like kind of it. that last piece we were talking about. But movement, and I think, I know for me, that's been different during the pandemic. But it's really just like, I like getting out in nature, even when it's snowy here. But it's just walking, you know, getting outside, going for a jog, yoga. Though That's my movement right now. That's what's yeah. calling to me. Meditation, I already talked about a little bit what I'm doing. It can be as simple as like, I have a meditation cushion on the rug in my bedroom. I sit on it first thing when I get up for five to 10 minutes and just Practice getting still. Practice getting quiet. Yeah. Nutrition. Okay. I've done like a ton of stuff. I'll give a couple things I'm a big proponent of uh, is celery juice. So – Okay. I'm writing this down. Okay. (laughs) Easiest – I'm telling you in my experience – easiest, most transformative thing you can do for your health. If you don't know about celery juice, check out the medical medium. He has books on it. This is where I learned about it. I love all his stuff. But you basically juice one whole bunch of organic celery. You drink it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. It sounds weird, but I'm telling you, I'm the girl that has health issues now that you you all know. I spent more than half my life being sick. And out of all the things I've done, this has made the biggest impact on my health. That is crazy, but it's true. So you know, okay. you guys can read about it, but it's it's a deto- It's a really great detoxifier for the body, in a lot of ways. Um, but do it. And the the doing is the feeling is what I'll say. Like I can tell you about it, but if you just do it and try it, you are going to feel different. I would say like within the first week. Okay. Um, but the important thing is it it has to be organic, and you need to do it first thing on an empty stomach. You have to have an empty stomach for it's the celery salts what they're doing in your body to detox. So you can't have food in your stomach. Oh, so that's the thing there. Oh, Okay. Yes. Organic celery juice. This sounds yes. I mean it's it's good. easy. It's just it's another ritual, right? And so I think it is this other ritual you do in the morning. Once you get in the habit of doing it, it's 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 easy. You just and you know. Now we're we're all still mostly home. So now's a good time to do it. Along with that, I'm a big proponent of green juice. So even just doing a powder, and I'm, I'm not saying this because I work for the company, but my company, or Organic, makes a wonderful superfood green juice powder. Just find an organic, reputable one but throw a scoop of that in water. You could put a little organic apple juice in it, some ice, shake it up. I'm a huge, huge proponent of green juice. Doesn't have to be the freshly juiced kind. Get a high quality green juice superfood powder. Um, Again, it's a detoxifier, but there's like a lot of super nutrition in that, that no matter how good your diet is, you're not getting. So along with this nutrition is like, so the celery juice, right? Green juice every day. And there's a few supplements I think everyone kind of needs to take these days. And that's vitamin D, a good probiotic, and a fish oil. Ideally, you take some sort of anti-inflammatory as well, like a turmeric. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if it's that's too much, that's too much. And if I didn't say this already, the other piece of it is, well, I'm not vegan or vegetarian anymore. I do eat a primarily plant-based diet. Okay. So there's a lot of days where I am eating vegan. And that's really not even intentionally. It's just because that's what makes me feel good. So I'm a big proponent of eating as plant-based as you can. Um, so that kind of goes like along that. with that. I like that. I like that. And then that's something more we already touched on, so I don't need to go into that. But that's really just this idea of connecting with more outside yourself. Like I'm so much less focused on my personal life now than ever before. I I can't really just look at life and just see myself, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's really about believing in the higher power. It's really about connecting with your community beyond. It's really about where do you want to give back? Where do you want to add value? Where do you want to help? Um, and that's what I mean by – Something more. Yeah. Those are really, those are some really good <laughs> ingredients. Yeah. It was really good for me to think about this, honestly, too, because I was like, how would I boil this down? And I'm like, yeah, it's really about these four things for me right now movement, meditation, nutrition, and something more. I love this recipe. I'm all about it. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, and I'm very curious
0: to see how the recipe is going to shift post baby. So this is exciting. Um, you know it will. <laughs> yeah. That's the greatest thing. You know, life is so, it, Life changes. Things shift. You have to add ingredients, take some things out that no longer
1: work. And I love it. I I love that you say that, actually, because I actually say this to people when – because I've worked in the supplement industry for a long time. And people are always asking me for, like, what supplements they take. And it's a hot industry. So new stuff's coming out all the time. Yeah. But something you just said applies to this, but something bigger, and that is, like, don't be afraid to change. I love that you said that. Yes. I think that's true, yes, in your nutrition and supplements and wellness. But you know what? It's true in life. I think we think we finally figured it out, and then we're scared to change. But guess what? Like, life is dynamic. People are dynamic. Like, things are going to change. Like, you, you have to be willing to look at that and roll with that. Or I think you're setting yourself up for a recipe of unhappiness. Yes. Like, ha- happiness is being able to change and adapt and understand that, you know, not only is that okay, that's necessary. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It is so necessary.
0: <laughs> Holy crap, yeah. Oh. I want to take a moment and talk about your support systems and who is in your support system. Yes. S- shout them well, out. Well, and I
1: will say – yeah, I'll shout them out. I will say like my I'm really fortunate because my family is so accepting and supportive of me. You know, I think even doing this show, I can tell you like my parents especially, being on TV is the last thing they would ever want to do. <laughs> but without a hesitation when I told them, they were like, yes, of course, because that's what they will do to support me. I feel like, you know, even when I went through my divorce and it was so crazy and I didn't even really understand what was happening, they never once questioned me. They were just like, what do you need? I'm going to show up. I have your back. I'm really grateful. I've always been grateful for that. And even though I'm very different from everyone in my family, I feel like I'm very different. And I actually think my whole family, like I'm talking about my immediate family, like my parents and my two sisters, we're all actually very different from each other. But we're very supportive of each other. And there's never any ulterior motive. So I think growing up, always having that no matter what has been, I realize now, such a bigger rock mm-hmm. than I knew when I was younger so I would say that and I think my sisters for sure again the three of us are very different but we're very supportive of each other I'm close to both my sisters they've been so supportive in this journey they've been like cheering me on like well before the show you know to do this and there's nothing like sister love you know so oh, yeah uh so grateful for them. The other thing I wanted to mention of this, because I don't know that a lot of people talk about this. And for me, I think I have always been really independent. And again, remember my background of really trying to balance my health with work. I do feel like having close relationships has been something that I personally have strugg- struggled with for very vari- various reasons. Um, and I think there's a shift that happens to you know maybe a few years back for me where people kind of just start to go in different directions you know yeah. they have their families they have they have busy careers it gets harder to you know sort of connect with each other the way that you once did so one of the initiatives I've kind of done is to, to hire the help that I need. <laughs> like, yeah. It's weird, but and what I mean by that, for me, who's in that group right now, it's my therapist, my acupuncturist, and my massage therapist. I consider those people like my inner circle help. Yes. You know, they're things that I need to feel good physically, mentally, and I think we don't always think of, oh, who's your inner circle or you know who's your crew. Like it can be people that you pay. Okay, that's yeah. not like a bad. Th- it's it's okay. Like if there's something you don't. Have in your life, like in a relationship, and you need it, like it's okay to seek that in kind of a professional level. Like there's something wrong with that. And so I'm mentioning this because I maybe it's another thing I just feel like I want to normalize. Like it's okay to have a therapist, it's okay to have practitioners that help you be well. None of us can do it all ourselves. And isn't that a part of our like (laughs) having a healthy financial health pillar?
0: Is, you know, having the mindset, not just having the funds to do it, but also having the mindset that it's okay to spend money on yourself that way because you do need
1: that support system. Yes. Yeah. And I think like that, I think it's – although it's getting better because I know a lot of people that have therapists, there's such a stigma with it still. And honestly, I think the healthiest people have therapists, yeah. okay? Like that's the reason they're healthy. And I think everyone could stand to have a therapist. I mean, it, it's a very different relationship than any other relationship that you have. I mean, you find a good one. You've got to find the right match for you. Yeah. But I think it's – So valuable. Um, You know, I think something you're saying too, I think one of the things I really love about this point in my life is I'm kind of building that crew for myself with who I am now, you know, and a lot of this is focused on I've connected with other women that are on the single mothers by choice journey or, you know, doing the podcast, having done the show, I've gotten to connect with a lot of women that I really resonate with. It's difficult, but it's also really exciting. To feel like, you know, you can change this up like you and I were kind of talking about. It's good that you have people that are lifelong in your life. That is good. But don't be afraid to let go of relationships that are no longer serving you and go out and find new ones that Mm -hmm. fit with who you are now and what your needs are now because those things, they are going to change. They are going to change. So if you really want something real, if you really want that super awesome crew, I think you have to be willing to let things go and invite new people in. And if you need to pay for a service, pay for a service to get that kind of support and nurturing mm-hmm. that you need. I think it's a combination of all those things, and it's very fluid. Oh, yes. Preach. Okay, so this <laughs> is um, we're uh, another
0: perfect segue into my favorite segment of the show called The Best Breakup. And – it could be a romantic one. It could be a platonic one with a friendship. Um, it could be a breakup with an idea or a thought process or even a bad habit. But I want to know what was your best breakup and how like, how do you think that, um, that breakup contributed to your well-being?
1: I love this question, by the way. Like, what a cool question. Really, really cool. Um, Okay, so I have two answers. And we've already talked about them both. So I don't necessarily have to go into detail. But one is my divorce. Yes. For sure. And I really talked about how that was a complete shattering of my basically safety net and security in life. Like, what I thought life was. Kind of the linear path I thought life was. The sort of feeling like if you did the right things, eventually it would work out. I had a complete disillusionment. With what I knew life to be, and the blessing of that breakup was the ability to really understand who I am and create a life that I love. It's a big, powerful lesson yes. there. Oh, love it. The other one we touched on um, when we're talking about right now, so that's really funny. Is I had a breakup with being an achiever, yes. and this is like what I'm in right now. <laughs> okay, I think it's my second uh, biggest aha moment in life is realizing. Girl, you know why this isn't working for you? Because a- a ch- achievement is not one of your values. Yes, it's great, but you are you spent 90% of your time and energy in your life focused on achieving, and it's not getting you to where you want to be because it's not one of my values. Yeah. So um, learning to break up with achievement, I'm in it. But I already know that it is going to be the thing that gets me actually into the life that I love and I'm meant to have.
0: Yeah, Oh, I love that! I love that. Those are amazing breakups, and yeah, I was having a, I was having aha See, moments. B-
1: breakups can be amazing, Thanks. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I know we shed a lot of tears while they're happening, but you know what? There's often like a, a rainbow on the other side. No kidding. Yeah, if if you let
0: yourself, right there, it's if you let, it's yes. that, it's that. Such a good point. Um, uh, surrendering to the. Oh man, I sound like such a yoga teacher right now. But <laughs> But it is. It's surrendering into feeling the feelings and surrendering into the process of like, I feel the feelings, I'm processing the emotions, and now I can work my way through it. Um, And now I can see myself out of it
1: too. I love that. Oh, my God. What you just said is so huge though. Asada, you just said it's a process. I think that's the truth. Like we're talking about this being a breakup and it it could be great, but remember it's a process. I mean, even in my example, like I said, like that divorce thing, I mean, that's still going on and it took me a solid year to even not be a zombie. The – breaking up with being the achiever, like I'm in that breakup now. You know, I'm just further along in life that I can see how, oh, this is going to be a good thing. Oh, it's not comfortable right now, but I know it's good. So I think I love that you said that because it isn't an overnight thing. It's all a process. It's a process. Yeah. My goodness. I love that. All
0: right. So we are in our recommendations corner, but you dropped some really good books. Are there any other recommendations that you want to shout out to the listeners?
1: Yeah, I'll shout out a few. Um, Another book that I really love, and and I know we didn't get into this, but part of the work I've been doing with values and just like who I am, um, and obviously I did share some of my trauma, which would be my divorce and the terrorist attack in nice. And I, I had some trauma in my history for that. But there's a book that I really love that is dealing with a lot of what we're talking about, even just knowing who you are, what you want, um, being in touch with your emotions, finding your true identity. And it's called The Body Keeps the Score. I highly recommend that book. Just read it. Even if you think that you don't have a detachment there, I think that that book is very life-changing. The other book I really love is called, and this is a good one after this year, I think, it's called It's Not Always Depression, oh. um, and it's, again, about connecting to your emotions, and a lot of times when we think we're depressed, it it is really about having lost a connection with yourself, yes. and how do you get that back? Um, along the single mother by choice journey, there's a book I love. Um, I'm actually going to have Sarah on as a guest as well. Oh. It's called Motherhood Reimagined. Um I've read a lot of the books about Single Mothers by Choice. I love Sarah's book. It's just she does a lot of alternative, you know, medicine and lifestyle herself. Nice. Um, she's on the other side now. she actually has a child. But she went through actually trying to conceive naturally, and she's been through all the different fertility treatments. And, you know, as we are talking about earlier with the financial pillar, kind of, can I make this work? How do I make this work? Sarah's story kind of follows some of that, too. She actually moved to Mexico. She moved from California to Mexico, and she even did her fertility treatments in Mexico um, because of the financial difference. So Sarah's book is a really good one for a lot of wow, reasons. Again, that. it's called yeah. Motherhood Reimagined. Very cool. Um, and then along those lines, last, just kind of fun shout out for what to watch. Um, Courtney Cox has a series on Facebook TV called Nine Months. Mm, I it's watched, so good. um, Missy's
0: like, yes. I, I, I like skim through cause I was so, okay. So listeners, I'm going to shout out Christie's podcast, the Life Unscripted podcast. I am going to shout out, um, specifically Katie B's episode and missy oh her last name is escaping hollis thank you missy, missy hollis, yep. hollis's episode because oh man those women are so inspiring the, the part where um like being she mentioned something about being brave enough to ask for what you want and just like that and then she has twins like that is and then she's you know oh man she's amazing yes
1: it's yeah I mean and that's why I love this nine months too because what the series does and Courtney Cox is the host of it I mean I love Courtney so that's great right there but they're short right these are 20 minute episodes 15 20 minute episodes you can put them on while you're doing something but Courtney's whole idea is to show many different ways people become parents. It's not just like single mothers. It's, oh, it's people man. with all different stories. And I think that's what you and I are both trying to do is like, I want to share as many different stories as I can so people can start to learn that there are so many options on how to live life and how to how to get what you want. And I think as far as parenthood goes, yes. that's what Courtney's done with this series. And a new, I believe uh, season three is about to launch. Oh, okay. Um, but it's all different stories, all different stories of how people become parents. And it's very cool. Um, it's a really cool uh, series. So I definitely recommend checking that out. That was – yeah. I, I loved watching the
0: different types of parents. And like I – you know, I was just – I just love to see diversity in yes. yes obviously races. But I also love to see diversity in, you know, how people love each other. There's also um uh, dis uh, – um, sorry, not capability but dis mm, – what is
1: the right term? Um, like, like people dealing with uh, some sort of handicap or yes, disability. Handicap, that's the word I'm yes, for. Mm-hmm. there's, yeah. you know, diverse, like same se- same-sex couples, oh, interracial love couples, love non-married couples. Yes, uh, and then-
0: platonic. Couples. Yeah. And then there's also uh, Missy's story too, you know, yes. where she is so open about her experience and then how she talks about her relationship with her ex husband. Like that was so, I mean, oh, that's it. That was so, so, so nice to, to see because I do have, um, I'm just starting on this and I think this is my best breakup here is um, kind of divorcing myself from the idea of like okay this is what motherhood has to be you know mm-hmm. um, and this is mm-hmm. and this is what it's gonna look like for you because I've already had this like preconceived notion of what it's gonna be like and um I'm realizing that one it's gonna look so different because of where I am at in life but also you know, it, it, that just by the nature of being alive, it's going to be different than, you know, what you see um, on TV, what your mother experienced, what your sister experienced or whatever. Like it's just going to be different. And yeah, watching that, watching nine months. I I, had, I didn't realize that I was watching the second season. I will definitely watch yes. that f- the mm-hmm. first season. Yeah, I love so it because people
1: are so layered. People's stories are so layered. And Missy was on there as the single mother by choice. But like you just said, she has more layers to her story than that. You oh, know, yeah. she got divorced. She got married later in life and ended up having to get divorced from someone she loves because he decided he didn't want to have children. And she wanted to be a mother more than she wanted to be married. And she loved being married and she loved him. You know, and then she the pandemic hit. Well, she was in the middle, like she had a twins. newborn, newborn twins. I mean. You know, so it's so wild. But I feel like all the stories on there are so layered like that, which is so cool. So it's like someone might have gotten chosen because of one feature of who they are. And as you watch their story unfold, there's so many stories. Yeah. Like there's so many stories within every story. And I think that's like the coolest thing about it for me is just like, wow. And that makes sense. We're very layered as people. But when you get to watch it – it just gives you a whole new perspective. Yeah. And I
0: bet that makes you excited for your story too. Like it doesn't yeah, ma- it right? Excited. <laughs> I love yeah. it.
1: Like it's starting to feel normal. Like maybe it's normal, right? I I think that's just the point of like talking about it, watching watching it, having people share their story. I love people's stories. I mean not even just about motherhood or parenthood. I just love people's stories. I I love to hear like what they've done with the twists and turns in their lives. Like how have they taken the bumps in the road? Yep. What do they care about? What are they reading? What are they interested in? Like how do they look at the world? I, I love people's stories. Yeah. And I want more people to share their stories. Yeah,
0: same. I, I love it so much. I made a I made a whole podcast about it. And I'm I'm <laughs> literally trying to do oh my gosh, to I love it. Share this with everyone because, you know Our rest – like being well looks different for everybody and everybody has a different journey into what their well-being looks like. And if you sit there and you believe the, the tropes and the tales that we tell ourselves, you know, that Drink eight glasses of water and then do yoga, and and then magically your life is going to be fine. It's like no, there's like <laughs> so much more layers to it than that. Um, but we just need to talk about it, especially, yeah. you know, especially when it comes to money and, and spirituality. So I want to like thank you so much for sharing your story and you know being so open and being so willing to talk about the nitty gritty because this is what's going to help people. You know, learn and evolve, and go. Oh wait, she's doing it differently. Maybe I can do it too. I know that's what's going to happen because I literally did that. I watched you, and I said, "Holy shit, she's <laughs> doing it differently. Maybe I can do that too."
1: So thank you so oh, much for that's sharing like music, to, music to my ears. You're so welcome. I mean that that is honestly why I do it. It's it makes everything worth it. So I thank you for saying that. Let the listeners know where you want to be found, Christy. I mean, two places, really, guys. I pretty much do everything on Instagram. So if you want to know more, you can follow me at Christy Katzman. And then, of course, I have my podcast now. It's pretty much live on any of the platforms you listen to. You can also go to my Instagram bio, and it's linked there. But that is the Life Unscripted podcast.
0: Yes. And again, they're in the show notes if you're listening right now. Well, you are listening right now, but in the show notes there are links to um, Christy's podcast, Christy's Instagram, and I'll also put a link up of the Labor of Love. Um, I think you can stream it on Fox, or either way, I'll put
1: the link up. So yeah, it's on. I think Fox Now and Hulu. Hulu is probably the big one. If you if you if you want to catch it, it's on Hulu. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, I'll put the Hulu link up there.
0: All right. Well. Oh man, I gotta let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing, once again, your wellness journey with me and the listeners. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Well, Warriors, that was the episode. If you loved it, please rate it and leave the episode a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories and help spread the word that way. Be sure to tag the show when you do. If you're not already, follow the show on Instagram and Facebook. It's at what Makes me Well on both platforms. And should you desire, you can follow me, Asada Jones, on Instagram and Facebook at a.joneswellness. And you can also contact me on my website, asadajones.com. Warriors, on my website, when you sign up for my monthly newsletter, you'll get two freebies. The first one is a digital download of a guided meditation led by yours truly, And it's intended to leave you feeling centered and calm. And the other freebie is a wellness self-assessment that can help provide clarity on which of your eight pillars of wellness may need some extra attention. Two tools that are perfect together. Okay, wellness warriors, stay strong out there. Don't forget to armor up and use the tools in your wellness toolbox. Until the next time, be brave, be light, be well.